No matter how you connect with Allstate, you're in good hands. You'll find all our discounts for all your home and auto insurance needs online or by calling 888-ALLSTATE. Discounts vary by state and are subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided our world has become? We desperately need stories of peace and healing. We find the bridge builders across the globe who are stepping into the divides of culture and bringing understanding, compassion, and reconciliation. And now, here's your hosts, Jonathan Sanborn and Lisa Jernigan. Well, welcome to Counterculture Radio. As you can tell, I'm Lisa. You are? I am. I'm- I'm Jonathan. For the day I am. For the day. I'll claim it, right? (laughs) You ever want to either change a name or maybe an alias or something? You know what's interesting about that? I just did an interview with somebody that's doing like this doctorate paper. And Mm -hmm. so she did this interview and then she's posting it. So the other day she said, what is your pseudonym you want to use? Pseudonym? Yeah. So I had to go, what name would I want? And that really, it took me a while. Like I don't, you know. You don't think, yeah. yeah. So I came up with the name Laura. Laura, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I research, you know, popular names because I'm like – because then you know people with names, right? So you're like, no, I won't use that name. won't use that name. won't use that name. So anyway, it's interesting you say that. So I gave myself Laura. And I don't even know why. It's just like, okay. I want to take all three of my, you know, first, middle, and last and just converge them into one name and just have be like kind of cool, like Prince or Cher or something like that. Just what do you think? I know, right? Wouldn't that be cool? You you could get away and one name, (laughs) like a mic drop. I don't even know what it is yet, but I'm working on it. And I'm open to suggestions. Yes, just to get a cool one name, like oh, here's the Edge, or but that's already been taken. But you know what I mean? Someone for sure that would totally fit you. Yeah, Spike. Spike. I don't know. I'm Spike. I don't know about Spike, but. But the names we we call ourselves, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, going with that, it's like, you know, you kind of take me to childhood, right? Where like the names, you know. Nicknames, right? Right. And names kids call each other, right? Good and bad, right? The nicknames we pick up and the names stick, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's really interesting, which is about relationships, right? And how people treat us, what people, the words they use, the names they call us, how they identify us. It can stick for good and it can stick for bad where, you know, you're still carrying those things, which leads in so well to Oh, look at you. Do you like that lead in? Holy smokes. I I saw that transition like it it was like butter. Right. Did I have a bubble above my head? (laughs) That's saying here comes. Oh, I was loving it. It was just like a, yeah. I know. Well, a burden you flight. weren't supposed to notice. It was supposed to be just easy roll no. into it, right? Before we know it, here we are. So, so, so Renee, just to know you're in the presence of greatness with, yeah. with Lisa. Look at, she can transition like the I best. I saw it. This is, <laughs> she's A-list. Yes. She is A-list. Yes. I saw it. Oh, my gosh. I experienced it. Well, I was trying. So I guess I hope, I hope that was effective. But yeah. yeah. It was very effective. Because <laughs> I'm actually super excited. Jonathan and I are super excited to sit here with Renee Wooster, mm-hmm. like Wooster. Yeah. I love how you said that. Um, <laughs> but we go back. We, we don't even remember how we met. But yeah. I hear your name a lot in the Valley, mm-hmm. you and Dr. Don, your mm-hmm. husband, mm-hmm. because you do a lot with relational health, whether mm-hmm. it's the context of marriage, the context of leadership and culture, mm-hmm. professionally, personally with people. And um, I, I, you're just all over the place. And so you're a speaker, you're an author, and you use your voice mm-hmm. uh, in really great ways that really help other people. 
And we were just talking earlier how we're living in a time. I mean, we're counterculture radio, sure. right? We're about peacemaking. And so much of the division and polarization we're seeing in our world is because of broken relationships. Yeah. And it's because we don't even know how to act toward, toward ourselves. We don't have peace with ourselves. And that just overflows into our relationships. That's right. Tell us what you're seeing in our yeah. culture today. Because I know we talk about pre-pandemic, pandemic, post-pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, broken relationships are always mm-hmm. a challenge. Yeah. Talk to us about relational health is what you're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think I had said this to you that I, what we're seeing is there's a severity to what's what's coming in right now. And I think in some ways the picture to me after the pandemic is like a snow globe. Like mm. the snow globe got shook and then we're finding out which things were stationary Ooh. inside of the right. snow globe. And I think there were a lot of things up for grabs. Mm. And so those things got shook. And then where they landed now, it's like that was probably true before the pandemic. But I think the exposure rate of what we've seen is we're shocked by it. But Mm -hmm. it is evident now what people have trusted in. And regarding the peace thing. And and you're you're saying like very broadly things like. Right. Career, relationships. Right. Church. Right. Everything, you know, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say everything. But it all comes out of relationships because at the end of the day, that's what's going to matter. And so career, you know, finances, uh, you know, all the things that are out there that we're trying to grab for peace. That's what I would say is trying to grab peace in there. But the truth is, that's just a piece of the puzzle in our life. Piece the of piece, the piece. Yeah, a piece of piece the piece. Of the piece. <laughs> that's right. And there, it's not that those things aren't good. It's just not the ultimate. The ultimate is obviously our relationship in Christ and then relationship here on earth with others. Mm-hmm. And so I think that kind of lack of integration, what we think, what we feel, what we do, has been exposed. And the lack of that has shown us like, oh, we're doing something over here, but it doesn't really align with what we think or believe. Mm. That exposure has happened since, I think, since COVID. But the truth is, I'm going to go on the other side of this. I think the goodness is we need, we need exposure because that's only, the only way we get to light and health. That's the only way we get there. I mean, there is no there is no healing in dark. So you're saying something really needed to shake us up. If to if yeah. we're ever going to get whole, we need to reveal ways that we're grabbing false yeah. Yeah. pieces. Yeah, and the falseness that is out there, it's not until the lights come on that you go, oh gosh, I have trusted in this. Yeah. I have believed that this would give me the security. satisfaction, fulfillment, security that I thought I needed. And I think that turnaround during this time has really helped us to know differently a, a surrender and a faith and trust mm-hmm. in God. So let's. I want to lean into this a little bit. Like how flush this out more, not just conceptually, but like yeah. like practically, like something. Like give an example of like something. Maybe we've held someone's held on to something falsely. It got shaken, and now they're. Mm-hmm. They're going through this healthy process of kind of reconstructing. Yeah. Or well, I mean, you could take it. You can take it in a lot of different areas. You could okay. go in our health. 
Okay. Like just us looking at, and if you've been close to anyone, which you're probably not very far away from someone who died or was severely affected by health during this last season. So us just being close to that actually helps us to know the fragileness of our humanity, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And going, I mean, because as soon as you're near that, you realize, oh my gosh, why have I made this so important when I've been so, when you're close to death? It could be about career. It could be because you have, um, I mean, there was the biggest change of uh, careers during all sure. of this because people woke up and said, why am I doing this? I'm asleep in some ways to mm-hmm. what really means, you know, is meaningful in life. Relationship health, I think parenting is really an area that people are needing great help in right now because of all that happened with education, bringing their kids back home and trying to figure out what's really right. going on with them. Mental health. Mental health. Yeah. Um a marriage relationships, um, friendships, family relationships, all of those during this time were really exposed and going, we've been busy doing a lot of things and not really paying attention to the important things. Mm-hmm. And with that, like you're, I'm listening, I'm hearing that, and yet you see that there was a lot more divorce and people mm-hmm. leaving, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. because of, I mean, talking yeah. about exposure, right, which yeah. then creates some trauma, Right. Right. Which is opportunity for healing. Right. So how have you seen, like, Mm -hmm. where does the healing come in? Like, because you're part of the healing process, like getting people to let's talk about this. Let's Mm -hmm. let's bring this out. So what have you seen in that area? And and because a lot of people have carried stuff like you said, that never dealt with it. Right. And then they're like, life's too short. I need to deal with this. Or things have come out in somebody else yeah. that they are like, I had no idea. Yeah. And it affected them. Right. I think in the the marriage area that has um, really come to light is, I think a lot of us don't pay attention to what's going inside of our marriage until a pretty big crisis comes. Mm-hmm. And then in that crisis, then we go, we should probably look at this. And I mean, I think this last season, what's interesting in the faith community in particular is I'm not sure why we have such shame around getting help or health into our relationship before it gets to that place. Mm. But I think that's been exposed Mm -hmm. of going, we can't just wait until something like you can't wait until your ceiling is falling inside of your house. You would go, hey, there's a there's a leak in the roof. Maybe we should have that looked at, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could take any kind of area of your life and you would feel okay about getting help in it. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that the divorce thing, one of the things that we always say is we would like to be on the side of getting help to people before we get to the place where that's the conversation that we're we're at, right? But when we do marriage retreats, we have anything anywhere from a six-month marriage to 48 years. And one of the things that we love about that is going, that's how it should be as far as people coming to a marriage Mm -hmm. retreat. If someone goes to a marriage retreat, usually the first question someone asks them, if you go, I'm going to the marriage retreat this week, you know the first question they get asked? What's going on? What's wrong? What's wrong? (laughs) It drives me crazy because I'm like, why does something have to be wrong to go to a marriage retreat? You'd never think about that for business coaching. You'd not think about that about going to a gym. You wouldn't think about that for a bunch of areas, but in marriage, if someone... There's a stigma there, right? Right. Something has to be wrong if you're going to counseling. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, so on the side of health, think that people are kind of wait, the regarding the mental health. I think that's been the good news in this is going. Hey, we can get help before we get to the crisis, and it's much harder, as you know, to dig out of a, a ground like you go below ground and you go. We're going. We have a giant crater now that this has happened. Infidelity, addiction, whatever the thing is, we have to just get up to ground level. That's a much harder place to build from. If someone goes, yeah, we're not doing as well, and I wonder what we should do regarding this, and you're just starting to notice like resentment, contentment, like I mean, um, contempt. Like just starting to notice some things that are happening inside your relationship where you go, hey, maybe we should have this looked at. Maybe you should get another set of eyeballs on us. We have other eyeballs on our marriage, Don and I, to go, Mm. what do you see? What can you tell us? Can we be influenced by your thinking? Can you see something that we're not seeing? Can Can we hear something? So having influence outside your marriage is so important. Mm -hmm. And having somebody that you let know you, that you give permission to speak into your life. Right. That's right. right. Yeah, because the step away from marriage is gradual. It's not like one day all of a sudden you wake up and you're completely far away. It's one step at a time away from your marriage. Because no one ever gets married intending to get divorced. Right. No one. Well, it's kind of like the frog in the kettle, right? Right. It's a slow... Slow burn, right. sizzle. You don't even realize it until right. you get to the point like we're boiling, right? right. Or we have big um, fly. No, what is it? No fly zones where you go. Okay, we're not going to talk about that, and then it keeps getting larger and larger inside of your relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And pretty soon you go, wow, we have such a big no fly zone that we're so distant from each other that we don't even know. And that can happen because of busyness. That can happen because of jobs. That can happen because of your kids and their schedules. There's a lot of reasons, but a lot of times we're not able to examine our own defensiveness, our own self-protective methods in order to understand why we're responding the way that we are inside of those relationships. So what are some things that we can do to, because we can't change the other person, right? Mm-hmm. Wait are, a minute. Oh, I, we try. We try. Why am I just learning this? <laughs> I, know, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> I hate to bust your bubble. Uh, Did I do that? Tw- 21 years in, right? and I'm just learning this. I know, right? Oh, it took me quite a while, too, okay. right? <laughs> and Because um, I don't want to work on myself. No, I know. It's painful. Right. Clearly. Clearly. I don't have issues. <laughs> It's them. <laughs> just ask me. Yes. I'll tell you. I have Why, no issues, right? Honey, can't, just wake up and say everything I do is art. Please. It's art. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> we always say like with the oneness thing that everyone says they want to be one inside mm. of their marriage, but their oneness, their definition is, yeah, come join me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not just inside of marriage. That's right. life, right? right? Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can right. totally get along great as long as you see my my side right. of it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, what are some things that we can be that can create self awareness to know when I'm slowly moving in a direction I don't want to go? Yeah. Well, I think self reflection is really difficult. It's really hard to self reflect about why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. Um, but it is the opposite of self protection. Self-reflection. Mm. So self-reflection is going, what did I do? It's, it's all that Jesus talks about in the Gospels. When he talks to people and he asks them, 
what do you say? Do you want to get well? He's Mm -hmm. always asking Mm -hmm. them a self-reflection. Not that he doesn't know. It's that he's helping us, right? I'm self-aware. Be Mm self-aware of what's really going on with us. And always, because we're being transformed our whole life, there's something new that's bubbling up, right? There's always something that's going on with us that you go, wow, why, why did that? you know, activate something in me, what happened in that conversation. But you'd have to do self-reflection and have self-awareness in order to understand what's really going Mm. on inside of you. Now, most of the time, what self-help and self-reflection lead to is self-absorption. And instead of turning just in on all self-care, which we're all about self-care, but instead of doing that, you go, okay, now that I know that, I'm inviting Christ it right into that process. So I'm always aware of I'm with Christ as I'm looking at this. If you look at yourself by yourself, you're not going to get anywhere. That's a good point, right? So it's like David going in, he says, not until I enter into the sanctuary do I understand what's really going on with me. But I have to have Christ in order to see what's really happening inside of me. Wow. Mm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just those little distinctions, right? What I can, Do you have like any checks to see if we're going down a road of self-absorption what is do you have like any kind of like ask yourself a, a question or two yeah well i mean for me when i go into a place and i'm mostly aware of what i want what i think do i have any space inside of me to consider other people's plight mm-hmm. do i have room in me to listen do i have margin inside yeah. of me to be available for a conversation or a need, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So all of those things are assigned to me if I'm too self-absorbed. Right. And I'm mostly thinking about me, how I That's look, good. how I feel, right. my attitude, did did I get heard? So all the, I mean, self-reflection is supposed to lead to this place where surrender, trust, confession, mm-hmm. silence, solitude are all a part of that. So as we can sit and sit with the Lord and understand what's going on with us and then reflect. Mm. And as we do that, then as we come out of that, we're still surrendering back to the Lord wow. so that space is inside of us to be available for another relationship. Because it takes space inside of you to be a witness to someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. In order to hear someone else's story and their plight and what's happening with them, I'd have to have space to receive it. Right. Right. But if I'm so self-absorbed, I have very little space. So if you're mostly aware of like when you're leaving a conversation, like they didn't understand me or I didn't get to say what I wanted to say or I'm I'm right on this and they're wrong. Yeah, that's a great example of being self. Right. Yeah. I think when Paul encourages us to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep, if if we're not doing that regularly, that's probably a good example that we're Mm self-absorbed. Right. Oh, you got a new job? Oh, instead of being happy for them, like, oh, I don't have a good job. Right. You know, or like, right. Or they have a, a new baby. Oh, you know, there's some really, it can be really painful. Right. You know, when, mm-hmm. If other people are having things to rejoice about and you, right. but if right. you're self absorbed, they could actually become painful. That's right. Right. Yeah. Well, and so many times we go into a relationship, what am I going to get instead of what am I going to give? Mm-hmm. That's right. Right. And that's self absorption. Yeah. Like, it's about me. Yeah. And if I don't walk away having been heard, having been seen, having been acknowledged, right, then right. it wasn't a good conversation, right? right. Instead of going, mm-hmm. well, did I leave that person feeling better right. than when, before we had this conversation? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the flip side of this, if I could just say, is also people who are too responsible for all the other people in their mm-hmm. life. So oh, there yeah. is yeah. another side of this coin, too. It can be like, I'm so concerned about myself. Now, 
that can also be about being self-absorbed. But but over-responsibility, which I see in women a lot, is they've extended themselves into a place that they're not intended to be. Mm. So kind of not to say that's the only women, but but kind of going too far into something where I'm responsible for everyone, right. everyone's health, everyone's attitude, what happens with every single person in my life, kind of going too far. And and then they get so thin that they don't know who they are, what's what They're on this roller coaster right. alongside the ups and downs of all the people around them. Right, right. Okay. Wow, yeah. But even in that, that would be good to reflect on. Yeah. To go, wow, all I'm thinking about is everyone else and there's no space in me for me to consider what happened for me, where's the Lord in this, what, um, what, is his, what is his voice of love telling me right now, what can I surrender back to God? Like mm-hmm. all of those things would be a part of the process for an over-responsible person who's, mm-hmm. I think at the root of that is really control anyway, and that's rooted in fear. But those yeah. kind of places of going, I'm going too far into relationships and being overly responsible. Well, I think sometimes, with especially with women, we're we're told that's being selfish because we're we're the caretakers of everybody, right. we're the glue so many times, right? And so if I do kind of being you know taking care of myself, I'm being selfish. But really, it's like it's soul care, mm-hmm. right? It's like taking care of yourself. It's mm-hmm. not being selfish. So changing the story we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Like I matter too. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's like it's you can have both. Right. It's not either or. Right. It's and because um, I can't give to other people if I'm not healthy myself. Yeah. Right. In the overflow. Right. So basically what I'm hearing is how do we have how do we practice some healthy rhythms in our life? Like you mm-hmm. said, listening and being. So what what could if I'm going, I don't even know where to begin. And I know that I'm kind of out of whack a little bit Mm -hmm. and maybe not self-aware. And I love what you said earlier is like questions are powerful, like even asking yourself questions, right, Mm -hmm. to take you for that self-reflection and self-discovery. Right. So what are are a couple of healthy rhythms that we could start practicing, which is slow. Yeah. And it's a a mindset shifting for a lot of us. Yeah. So what what could some of that look like? Yeah. Well, I think stopping is one of the first ones. Mm. Stopping your stopping in a way that you would um, be able to have space inside of you to hear that. So stopping means like sometimes stopping is disorienting, right? Because if you're super busy and have a lot on your plate, just stopping to be able to hear what's going on, I think that's having silence in your life. Even if you started with five minutes of silence, and you go, "There's not an agenda; it's just silent," but paying attention to what's coming up in your in your tape, in your head, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What am I thinking about? What's the first thoughts of my day? What do I go to sleep thinking about? Like starting to pay attention to those things would be an important part of it. Inviting Christ into that conversation. How long I can have conversation without involving Christ. I can go a long time. Right. And then letting the Lord interrupt my brain and my conversation and saying, how do you see it? Right. Just asking him, how do you see it? Because he has a voice of love. He's kind and tender. Even if it's a relationship health kind of thing that you go, instead of us going immediately to the friend, the family, the husband, the wife, instead of going there going, I'm going to invite the Lord into this conversation and see what he has to say about it. And always, Scripture leads us back to a place of truth. It grounds us. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things that keeps us solid inside the snow globe, right? Mm -hmm. So even if you you can't read, because sometimes that's hard for people— Put it on audio and just listen to it and get it in your brain because I 
promise you the Lord wants to. It says if we seek him, we're going to run into him. Mm -hmm. So if we seek him, we're going to find him. We're going to find his truth. And the truth is going to bring some freedom inside of my body and my spirit and my mind, right? And the other thing would be confession. Mm-hmm. So if you're starting to go down a route, whether it's bad behavior, if it's self-destruction, having someone in your life and just the first thing, naming it is so mm-hmm. vitally important, right? right? Saying out loud what's really happening with us is important. Yeah. This is profound because I think we're really taught as, as a show about peacemaking. You're really saying peace starts within. I mean, we have to deal with mm-hmm. our our responsibility in our relationships and to ourselves and I, I think this is an incredible and incredibly important discussion because, again, it's so easy to say, we, oh, yeah, let's, there's so many problems in the world and maybe we'll get, we'll get involved and get attack them. But we have to start first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something we can do now. Yeah. Right? Something we yeah. can do. It's like we don't have to wait. We don't have to have a certain education. We don't have to, you know, there's no excuses. We can begin today with right. ourselves. Right. Asking the hard questions and asking, asking God, what do you see in right. me? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and those around us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And all those, I mean, everyone has immediate places. Like if you ask someone today, where are you not at peace? Everyone has something. Mm-hmm. So them just start, starting with that, going, wow, I'm really distracted and consumed by this, not having peace about this. Right. Just starting with that question with God would be so primary. Renee, thank you so much. This has been an incredible conversation. This is, you know, there's a lot to stew on mm-hmm. and to reflect uh, on. Reflect on. And uh, so I appreciate that. Anyone, is there, do you have a website or something, yes. a way someone can learn more? Yeah. Um, it's at dawnandrenee.com. www.dawnandrene. It's our names. Clever, Don huh? Dawnandrenee.com. Yeah. And follow your ministry and yeah. learn more. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure lots of awesome tools and things. Yeah, there. there are tools on there and the, the retreats that we have coming up and marriage intensives. All those things are available on there as far as information. Thank you, Renee. God bless. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Amplify Peace. Educating, immersing, training, and launching peacemakers to build united communities. Hey, it's Brooke. If you're thinking about doing a summer staycation, I'm telling you, the Sheridan Grand at Wild Horse Pass is the best place to do it. I went with my family and we had a blast. And I think they lost some money on us during the breakfast buffet because Bo can eat a lot and I'm pregnant and the food is so good. Plus, it's just a beautiful, secluded, peaceful property. Book your stay now at the Sheridan Grand at Wild Horse Pass. Rates start at just $2.29 and if you use promo code ZJL, you get $50 in daily resort credit. Book now at Marriott.com.